Welcome into another edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today. I'm Chris Yao, filling in for Tom Price all week long, bringing you all the news that's news from Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and around the state. Thank you for tuning in to Kennedy Broadcasting, WKOM, WKRM, Front Porch Radio. We've got a lot of news to get to, so we'll start with local news. The Murray County School Board was unable to finalize its decision on whether to approve or deny the ongoing debate about whether to allow the establishment of an American Classical Academy charter school in Murray County. The item which was discussed as part of a special meeting on Tuesday will now reappear on another agenda for another special called meeting next Tuesday, July 25th. The board called an additional meeting due to the board not being able to generate enough votes to approve or deny the proposal, each of which requires six votes. Two board members, District 7 board member Will Sims and District 10 board member Wayne Lindsay, were not present to cast their votes. Both previously denied the charter's application when the item was last considered in April when it failed by a narrow 6-5 to five vote. If the board cannot reach a decision by next week, the item will approve by default. July 30th, 60 days following the application, May 30th, submittal. The ACA is overseen by an umbrella company, American Classical Education, which is looking to open additional charter schools in other Middle Tennessee counties, such as Williamson, Rutherford, and Montgomery, as well as Madison County in West Tennessee. Most recently, the charter was approved by Rutherford County in April, while Clarksville Montgomery School System voted to disapprove. The ACE also made headlines in September of last year after withdrawing its application to open a charter school in Hillsdale. Tuesday's meeting began with 20 minutes of public debate with citizens in favor or against the proposal each allowed 10 minutes to plead their case. The opposing side argued multiple potential issues the charter school poses if approved, including its potential effect on local taxpayers while not officially being part of the Murray County school system. There were also concerns regarding the school's values regarding inclusivity and that the school would only be welcome to a select number of children. There were also issues regarding the organization itself, which is not operated via a nonprofit, but the ACE Educational Management Organization, EMO. The EMO is not a nonprofit, and so I'd kind of like to know where the money is going, Jackie Lightfoot Marshall, one concerned citizen, said. The history curriculum, which I've read over, is just wrong. It's whitewashing and doesn't cover all of history. Former Vice Mayor Krista Martin, who also opposes the charter, addressed the school's and its effect on taxpayers, and that there are important questions still lingering to be answered. The people of Murray County who are paying for Murray County schools, the taxpayers, deserve answers, Martin said. How will we build and operate a school for some students, and where will the school be built? How many buses will you have to buy, and drivers will you have to hire to drive students from all across the big county to get to wherever the school is being built? For those in favor... They saw it as an opportunity to not only address the needs of children with special needs, such as autism, and provide the kind of care unavailable to some families currently. No one is saying charter schools is the right thing for every family, but charter schools offer something we can all agree on, and that's choice, Murray County Commissioner Gabe Howard said. The idea is to introduce a new school to our education landscape is not a decision to be taken lightly. However, it's important to remember that the approval of this charter school does not in any way signify relinquishing of control. 
The Murray County School Board retains the power to oversee the operation of the charter school and, if necessary, revoke its charter. Therefore, the risk is minimal while the potential benefits are significant. In the end, School Board Chairman Michael Fulbright noted that despite the differing views from citizens, as well as members of the board, they all share one common goal of simply wanting the best for the community's children. I believe every person in here, in their heart, wants the best for the children and families of Murray County, Fulbright said. We can talk about our differences and our divisions, but we are united in that belief. Undoubtedly, we all have different views on how that can be accomplished. One discussion returned to the board members. Once discussion turned to the board members, the difference of opinion of which side to support was as divided as the citizen comments. For some, like District 11 board member Jackson Carter, approving the proposed charter would be beneficial for a number of reasons. For example, the county would retain authority over the charter rather than it becoming the responsibility of a state pending a denial. If we turn this down tonight, ACE has every right to appeal to the state, and I'm led to believe they will, Carter said. When that happens, there will be a hearing in Murray County, and we will have to state objective reasons for our denial, and it can't be ideological. It has to be based in objective reasons. Those who opposed, such as District 3 board member Jamila Brown, argued that the charter would be a burden on the taxpayers and not benefiting from its services. As an elected official, our job is to be there for our community, our students, the parents, and teachers, and we have heard from numerous people in this community that they do not want this charter school, Brown said. It is our job to listen to our community, and if it goes to the state, then so what? That's how I look at it, and if it goes to the state, it's going to open a can of worms that some of you all don't want to be opened. A vote to approve was initially motioned by Carter and seconded by District 8 board member Austin Hooper, which resulted in a majority 5-4 vote. However, according to stipulations of the application, the vote would require six votes either in favor or denial to become official. Unable to reach a definitive conclusion, the only other option was to hold another special called meeting. That meeting is once again set for Tuesday, July 25th at 6.15 p.m. CMT has removed a music video for Jason Aldean's Try That in a Small Town, filmed in downtown Columbia in front of the courthouse, from its rotation altogether, following backlash that the song's message and backdrop have racist undertones connected with historical events that took place in the city. The music video channel had no comment regarding their decision. On July 14th, Aldean promoted his video release with the following statement. When you grow up in a small town, it's that unspoken rule of we all have each other's backs and we look out for each other. It feels like somewhere along the way, the sense of community and respect has gotten lost. Deep down, we are all ready to get back to that. I hope my new music video helps y'all know that you are not alone in feeling that way. Go check it out. Online critics perceive the song's lyrical content to invoke pro-gun violence and lynching sentiments. After CMT removed the video, Aldine posted on social media the following statement on Tuesday afternoon. In the past 24 hours, I have been accused of releasing a pro-lynching song, a song that has been out since May, and was subject to the comparison that I, directly quote, was not too pleased with the nationwide BLM protests. Those references are not only meritless, but dangerous. There's not a single lyric in the song that references race or points to it, and there isn't a single video clip that isn't real news footage. And while I can try to res- and respect others to have their own interpretation of a song with music, this one goes too far. 
As so many pointed out, I was present at Route 91, where so many lost their lives, and our community recently suffered another heartbreaking tragedy. No one, including me, wants to continue to see senseless headlines or families ripped apart. Try that in a small town, for me, refers to the feeding of a feeling of a community that I had growing up, where we took care of our neighbors, regardless of differences of background or belief, because they were our neighbors, and that was above any differences. My political views have never been something I've hidden from, and I know that a lot of us in this county, I'm sorry, I know that a lot of us in this country don't agree on how we get back to a sense of normalcy, where we go at least a day without a headline that keeps us up at night. But the desire for it, too, that's what this song is about. Columbia Chaz, Mayor Chaz Mulder made a statement in support of Aldine's right to free speech in his lyrics, but hoped for a different type of message from future music videos. Like many small towns across America, Columbia, Tennessee is focused on bringing people together. I hadn't listened to the song prior to today, but I've now seen the video. I respect the artist's freedom of his own lyrics and the fans who support him, but I'm hopeful that the next music video that uses our historic downtown as a backdrop will seek a more positive message, he wrote on Twitter. Maybe Eric, Luke, or Carrie or Dolly will be next to record a video in our small town, and they can highlight peace, love, and all the things that are great about Columbia, Tennessee. Related to the video itself, Tacklebox, the production company for Aldine's video, said the Murray County Courthouse in Columbia, Tennessee, where the video was shot, is alongside being the site of a lynching and race riot seven decades ago, a popular filming location outside of Nashville, and cited several music videos and films that have been filmed there. Some of those include Lifetime Original Movie Stepping Into the Holiday with Mario Lopez and Jana Kramer, a music video from Runaway June, We Were Rich, a Paramount Holiday film, A Nashville Country Christmas with Tanya Tucker, as well as the Hannah Montana film. The company said Aldine did not pick the location. The 27-time country music chart topper and Academy of Country Music Artist of the Decade for the 2010s is currently on the road for his Highway Desperado tour through November of 2023. And now a special report from Del Kennedy, station owner here at Front Porch Radio, WKOM, WKRM. We really appreciate it. The, uh, we've just got the both chambers here, the Murray Alliance and Spring Hill Chamber, and a few dignitaries here, and uh, some friends and family, and uh, just just glad to have everybody out today. We've got some great food and just uh, a, lot of, a lot of camaraderie, so we're just enjoying the afternoon. So you've been right here in Spring Hill for 20 years. 20 years right here at 5232 Main Street. Yep, we, we bought the building 20 years ago and uh, just been here ever since. That's fantastic. Now, give us a little flavor of what you offer here at DeBerry Insurance. Well, we're an independent insurance agency here in Spring Hill, Tennessee. Uh, we, we write business all over the state of Tennessee, Georgia, and Kentucky. And um, we're independent. We write home, auto, business insurance, and life insurance uh, with multiple carriers. We're not just representing one company. So usually we find the not only the best coverage, but the best price. That's our goal. Wow, that's amazing. Give us a website and phone number, please, sir. Sure. Uh, www.dberryinsurance.com. And our phone number is 931-486-3300. One more time. dberryinsurance.com and uh, 931-486-3300. All right, that's great. Again, Dell Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. I'm at the 20th anniversary celebration of DeBerry Insurance Agency. I've been speaking with Eric DeBerry right here in downtown Spring Hill, Tennessee on Main Street. And Eric, again, congratulations. All right, buddy. Thank you. And uh, thanks also to my wife, Chris. Uh, couldn't, uh, we, a great partnership and, uh, you know, long, longevity is uh, turning out well. Awesome. 
Time now for our first break of the day. When we come back, we'll have headlines from around the state and other areas. So stick around here on Southern Middle Tennessee Today. We'll be right back after this. Listening 101.7, 103.7, WKOM, WKRM, Delk Kennedy, owner operator. Great to have you with us. Family first. <laughs> My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us, it was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine too. At Shelter Insurance, Our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Bob Kessling with Pat Ryan. It's a beautiful day for digging. The backhoe operator has the engine running and is moving into position. He's heading for the ground. He's in there. Wait, there's a flag on the play. Let's get out of the field for the call from our official. Illegal procedure on the digging team. Oh, that penalty could cause a costly accident. That's right, Bob. He needs to call before he digs. There's underground utility lines that could be hiding just below the surface. Water, sewer, electrical, communication lines, and even natural gas. Avoid a penalty by first calling 811 to have any underground public utility lines located and marked with flags or paint. It's free, it's easy, and it's the law. For more tips, visit pipesafety.org. This message brought to you by the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters and the Tennessee Gas Association, funded in part by a grant from the Underground Utility Damage Enforcement Board. 
You're listening to your local radio. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee today on Front Porch Radio. This is Front Porch Radio News. I'm Chris Yao filling in for Tom Price. And so glad to have you guys with us as we bring you all the news that is news from across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and beyond. It's time now to take a look at our headlines from across the state. Nashville ranked as one of the top places to start a career, according to a consumer financial services company, Bankrate. Coming in at number five, Nashville topped the charts that boasted several southern cities. Cities that have traditionally been popular postgraduate destinations are becoming less attractive for young professionals jumpstarting their careers. Five of the ten best cities to start a job are in the south, including Austin, Raleigh, Nashville, Dallas, and Atlanta, reported Bankrate. As one of the top areas in the U.S. for people, especially millennials and Gen Z, to launch their careers in 2023, Nashville edged out cities like Seattle and Dallas. The Nashville, Davidson, Murfreesboro, Franklin area ranked number five based on the rent prices in relation to affordability, the employment picture, and quality of life. The ranking revealed a pattern of young people searching for entry-level opportunities, choosing to move to southern cities over places like New York City, Los Angeles, or Chicago. With a month remaining until a planned August 21st meeting to start a public safety special session, Tennessee Governor Bill Lee continues to meet with constituents, legislators, and interest groups about the laws that should and should not be proposed. Families of Nashville Covenant school students have started two nonprofits as they look to push for school safety changes after a shooting that killed three students and three staff members on March 27th. Of those nonprofits, one of them, Covenant Families Action Fund, aims to push for legislative change to ensure safer schools in the future. The families of the Covenant School have a wide range of political views, but are united in their faith and shared desire to protect their children and all children in Tennessee from experiencing anything like what happened in March 2023, the group said in a joint statement. The two nonprofits are both dedicated to working with anyone who will respect all political and ideological viewpoints while taking meaningful steps to protect children. Both Covenant Families for Brighter Tomorrows and Covenant Families Action Fund appreciate the decision by Governor Bill Lee to convene a special session of the state legislature in August to respond to overwhelming calls for action on gun violence prevention. One of the most controversial parts of the special session call will be whether Lee goes forward with a red flag law, which he called a temporary mental health order of protection when he first proposed it this spring. Senator Farrell Hill, a Republican from Gallatin, recently told reporters he wants leadership to meet with the National Rifle Association before the special session and that he won't support legislation that uses the word firearm, according to WKRN. A Vanderbilt poll showed that 72% of Tennessee voters approve of Lee's proposed law and 82% approve of an executive order he placed to strengthen background checks before gun purchases. A poll from the Coefficient, however, said 84% of voters believe a dangerous individual should be removed from a community rather than taking their guns and that support for red flag laws drops to 21% when voters are informed those laws leave threatening individuals free to harm others. 
Lee met with Tennessee Faith and Freedom Coalition on Monday, stating its opposition to any red flag law. Governor Lee personally listened to our concerns about the August special session of the Tennessee General Assembly, the group said in a statement. We do continue to have grave concerns about public safety during the special session due to previously reported threats planning by Marxists. We appreciate the fact that Governor Lee listened to our concerns. Tennessee saw more than 31,000 members lose 10-care coverage in the first month of redetermination, according to a recent unwinding report. Of the 80,000 renewals in the month of April, there were 43,666 who remained eligible for the coverage. Redetermination of 10-care eligibility was blocked during the COVID-19 health emergency rules between March 2020 and March 31st. That meant anyone who qualified once for the programs continued to be eligible until this year. Normally, states are required to check Medicaid eligibility once per year. Despite the start of redetermination, 10Care still reached a high of 1.8 million enrolled in the program in May. Those who were determined to no longer be eligible for coverage were referred to the federal health care marketplace. 10Care went into the state of emergency with 1.3 million members and expected membership to peak at 1.8 before the completed redetermination process is expected to bring that number back down to 1.3 million. The extra members from the COVID-19 emergency pause is expected to cost Tennessee $500 million this year. Overall, 1.3 million in the United States have lost Medicaid eligibility since redetermination began March 31st, with Florida disenrolling 303,000 and Arizona next at 149,000, according to numbers from the Kaiser Family Foundation. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services recently announced new rules to prevent those who still qualify for Medicaid from losing services, including allowing managed care plans to help complete portions of renewal forms and allowing pharmacies and community organizations to help with reinstatement for those recently disenrolled. Nobody who is eligible for Medicaid or the Children's Health Insurance Program should lose its coverage simply because they changed addresses, didn't receive a form, or didn't have enough information about the renewal process, said U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Secretary Xavier Becerra. It's time now for our, our final break of the day. When we come back, one final story. Here on Front Porch Radio News, Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Again, I'm Chris Yao, filling in for Tom Price. We'll be right back after these messages. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why your satisfaction is so important to Jeff Hargrove and Susie Sowell. There's a great deal of satisfaction in serving a family and serving them well. It's an eye for detail and thoughtfulness and taking the time to see that things are done right. We do have nice facilities and good people, and we work hard to do things well, but we don't want that to intimidate people as to what they think it will cost. Taking care of you is our primary concern. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. 
Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard. The same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg. We do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. You're listening to your local radio. Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee today on Front Porch Radio. Once again, I'm your host, Chris Yao, filling in for Tom Price for the week. Glad to be with you as we continue to bring you all the news that's news from across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and beyond. We have time for one final story of the day. We'll bring that to you now. In October of 2006, the first baby was admitted to the newly opened Neonatal Intensive Care Unit, NICU, at Murray Regional Medical Center. Almost 17 years later, that baby, now a high schooler, and his family have an even greater connection with the hospital where he spent his first few weeks. On July 4th, parents Brian and Bridget Zayden and older brother Jordan took baby Lakin home from Murray Regional Medical Center for the first time. Lakin was born June 26th, five weeks premature, and she spent several days in the care of specialists in the NICU. While a stay in the NICU can be difficult for any baby's parents, the Zaydens had good reason to believe Lakin was in excellent hands. Jordan was born on October 9th, 2006, a at Murray Regional Medical Center, two months premature. He was the first baby ever admitted to the NICU at MRMC, which officially opened in 2006. The care Jordan received in NICU gave the Zaydens confidence Lakin would have the same experience, especially considering she was under the care of the same physician, Donna Whitney, MD, a specialist in neonatology on the Murray Regional Medical staff. It definitely feels like deja vu, Brian said. It obviously worked out well the first time, and we had full faith this time would be the same. It's convenient, confident care here. For us, it was relieving that we knew what was coming, and we had a level of confidence that we knew she was getting good care. Being able to hold Lakin in the NICU was a fulfilling moment for Jordan, who turned 17 this year and is a rising junior at Spring Hill High School. It was exciting. She kept giving me the side eye and funny looks, he said. It does give me some pride that she was born here. 
It was also a special moment for Dr. Whitney, who's seen the NICU at Murray Regional grow drastically since she cared for Jordan way back in 2006. It's always very rewarding to see patients that have graduated and been in our care doing well in the world. It really is an honor to serve our patients in this community. That was our goal, having the NICU here so that patients can be cared for closer to home. The NICU at Murray Regional is a level 2 neonatal intensive care unit which provides with providers certified in many clinical specialties including neonatology physicians and neonatal nurse practitioners provided by Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt. Specialized care is provided to newborns with a wide variety of health conditions such as prematurity, respiratory problems, and infections. In the 17 years since opening the unit, the specialists in the NICU at Murray Regional have operated with a dedication to providing the best and most compassionate care possible. That didn't go unnoticed by the Zanans. Dr. Whitney and all of the nurses at the NICU were so amazing, Bridget said. Just knowing that every day Lincoln was very well taken care of and that they had answers to any questions I had made me feel better as a new mother, and we appreciate everything they did for her. Murray Regional has been recognized with a Best for Babies Award from the Tennessee Hospital Association for consecutive years, and it earned the Joint Commission's Gold Seal of Approval for Perinatal Care Certification. The fourth floor of the medical center is entirely dedicated to childbirth and gynecological care, offering spacious suites where mothers can experience labor, delivery, and recovery in comfort and privacy. The Murray Regional Medical Center's mother-baby unit also practices couplet care, allowing babies to room in with their mothers to enhance the early bonding experience. For more information about the NICU and other childbirth services offered at Murray Regional, visit murrayregional.com forward slash childbirth. That's going to do it for today's news here on Southern Middle Tennessee Today. I'm Chris Yao. I'll see you guys tomorrow right here on Front Porch Radio. WKOM, WKRM.